Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new edition of the Dubs Talk podcast with Warriors insider Monty Poole. I'm Kareth Burke. We are sponsored by Wendy's and the Pretzel Bacon Pub Cheeseburger is back. Dive into a bite packed with warm, savory beer cheese, applewood smoked bacon, crispy fried onions, and hot, juicy beef, all paired perfectly with a Dr. Pepper at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time. And just to mention, Monty, I'm sure fans are Always interested to watch these games, sort of dissect what's happening now that the Warriors have arrived at this two and two record, that all Warriors games on NBC Sports Bay Area are streamed live on the My Teams app for mobile or tablet. Stream the Warriors on the go, brought to you by your NorCal Honda dealers. We're recording this podcast after the Warriors played the Suns. A high-scoring game for the Suns. The Warriors kind of came off the rails there in the third quarter, lost pretty big. And there was a Draymond quote post game that I'd like to use to guide this podcast. He said, we are a decent offensive team, a bad defensive team. All right. So Draymond, pretty honest, feels like an accurate assessment. Let's talk about the offense first and Draymond's offense, actually, because he has been scoring. It's been a nice surprise this season versus the Suns. He was seven for 10 for 14 points in the game against the Nuggets. He had 13 points. So we're seeing a Draymond who's willing to attack the basket, maybe more than he has in previous seasons. Yeah, no, Draymond has been, it's not just that he's scoring, but he's doing it efficiently. You know, he's not taking a bunch of shots. He's taking what's there. And for years, you know, what's been there, he's been declining, but Right now, you know, he knows that he knows that Clay is not on his game right now. And so it's either Steph or Wiggs pretty much. And so uh, that for him means that he can take advantage of some of the holes in the opponent's defenses and get a couple of buckets here and there. Uh, they're going to let him shoot the corner three. He should shoot it. And he did. He is shooting it. They're going to let him go ahead and run coast to coast for a layup. Ooh. He's going to take that too, uh, or dunk. So I think Draymond's offense is always, it's never a focus but it's always a nice bonus for the Warriors to have, even no matter whatever everybody else is doing it. Steph is shooting well, or if Clay is shooting well, or Wiggs, if Draymond is scoring 8, 10, 12, 14 points, that is a bonus. And it, it's one more, one more way to sort of keep him in, get fully engaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of Draymond's scoring is done based on the way the Warriors play defense though. So in this case, he's scoring it out of necessity instead of because more necessity than opportunity, I think. All right, now let's talk about the second part of Draymond's quote. It was, we are a bad defensive team. Steve Kerr identified that the team right now is lacking intensity, lacking physicality. He's noticing the transition defenses off, and then they can't defend without fouling. They sent the Suns to the free throw line 34 times. What do you see as the, as the main problem here. I, I feel like we often say, well, it's the new guys and the young guys. Are we oversimplifying it? Or is that what it is just plain as day? I think there's several factors involved here. You know, Steve Kerr admitted on the day before they opened the season that our conditioning isn't where it needs to be. And that, and he didn't seem concerned about it because he said, I got a deep team. And so we'll find a way to plug holes and guys won't play their regular minutes just yet because they're not ready. Uh, and so it's going to be sort of touch and go in terms of who plays how many minutes, but we're going to need all the guys, you know, and he played on opening night, he's out there playing 11, 12 guys. So um, I think that was his plan. And I think he's seeing now that, okay, some of these guys aren't quite ready to defend at the level that the Warriors typically have over the years. Now, last year, there were some points when they just didn't defend, defend well either. Um, but they, they pulled themselves out of it, you know, 
And Mike Brown, who you know has since left, obviously, to go into the Sacramento Kings, was the guy in charge of defense last season. And when the Warriors were defending well, you know, he could explain why. When they weren't defending poorly, he could also explain why. Now, Mike's role as the defensive coordinator has kind of shifted to Kenny Atkinson, you know, and, and so it's Kenny Atkinson and Chris DeMarco. And Chris DeMarco worked with Mike Brown last year. So the two of them were sort of the guys who guided the defense, whereas Kenny was on the offense. Now Kenny's on the defense with Chris DeMarco. And I think, you know, I don't I, I don't know if the messaging is, is an issue. It could be. But when you watch the games, what you see is a lot of times, um, first of all, there's bad offense or decent offense. Draymond says decent. I think decent is probably a little more than they've been because of turnovers. They've given up in four games, 92 points in turnovers. That's 23 a game. That's staggering. Yeah. And so when you do that, it hurts your defense because you're giving the opponents easy buckets when you turn the ball over. So turnovers are going to hurt your defense. And that's where the offense really kind of negatively impacts the defense. So that's a factor right there. Just the offense hasn't been sharp and therefore guys are going the other way and getting layups and dunks. And against the Suns, there was at least one I can recall where the Suns were able to get a transition basket off of a make, off of a Warriors make. And it happened again, it happened against Denver. Where Jokic threw it length of the court pass. You know, the Warriors make get a bucket, Jokic throws it length of the court pass, and the Nuggets get an easy layup, and the game is pretty much over at that point. So these are guys falling asleep. These are guys not being totally alert. These are it's it's guys not being fully dialed in. And if it's if conditioning is an issue, that makes sense because when you're not when you're when you're tired or, or fatigued what goes first the defense the defense is the first thing because guys can get up for offense but defense is what goes first that's where you start to shorten or take shortcuts or not do things you know you're supposed to do that's where you become fundamentally unsound and so that the conditioning is a factor the fact that some of these guys are still trying to figure out how to how they play defense with this with this franchise and the fact that the off yeah the offense is just Decent is, I think, charitable. I think the offense has been uh, uneven. I think there's been times when it was good, but when you're turning the ball over at the rate that they are, and you're giving your opponents 23 points a night, Mm -hmm. your defense is going to (laughs) suck because you're giving them easy baskets. So these are all fixable things. Uh, We don't know how long it'll take, but uh, we've seen the Warriors go through these stretches before where they turn the ball over at an astonishing rate. Yeah, uh, and it's it's not just the turnover total; it's the live ball turnovers, the ones that turn into fast break layups and dunks. And when you do that, yeah, teams are going to shoot the ball well. I I, I think it's all fixable, but it, I think you could be looking at another couple of weeks before you, you start to see things come together. I'm not going to say Kenny Atkinson is a bad fit or Chris DeMarco lost whatever he had last year. It's too soon for any of that. But I think give this team ten games to sort of figure out where they are and who they are and what they're supposed to do and when they're supposed to do it and also get the conditioning right. Yeah, and you can also look at defending without fouling. So if guys are like, oh shoot, I am supposed to be here or I am supposed to make that rotation. Does it seem like that last minute swipe or body or whatever, just being out of position is also impacting the team? Because you can say, okay, maybe they are trying to play with intensity on defense, but yeah. some of the young guys or new guys are making some mistakes, sending other people to the line. And it's just like, ah, oh, okay, they can't get out of their own way, unfortunately, right now. That's your sense? Yeah, I, I think, well, that's, that, that goes, some of that goes back to conditioning. 
you know, when your condition, when your conditioning isn't right, you make, you do lazy things, you know? And so a guy gets past you and because you, you know, you're not prepared, you're not on your toes. And next thing you know, you're, you're swiping right? or you're reaching. It's lazy defense and you're either going to give up free throws or an easy bucket. And I think sometimes when you're tired, you think, make him earn it. Go yeah. to the line and get your buckets. You know, I'm not going to give you a layup. And so that's, these are all things that are tied to that. Uh, but definitely you see them playing way too much lazy defense. And it's not always because of their, their, their offensive uh, uh, mistakes and turnovers. Sometimes it's just guys not fully engaged and alert. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, after the Suns game, Steve kind of backed off conditioning. Actually, he said it was new people in new lineups. So maybe a question of familiarity or wait, was that my rotation or am I supposed to be there? And just that second of hesitation, you know, leads to an easy bucket there. Um, yeah, somebody, but yeah. Before we, but, but I got to mention this too, because James Wiseman, and at times he looks like a, like he knows what he's doing out there. Um, I mean, he's physically, he looks like he's fine. You know, he's, he's getting his lobs. He's running the court like a gazelle. Yeah. But defensively, he's still kind of finding his way. And you can see that. You can see that, uh, you know, yeah, he can block a shot every now and then. But in terms of where he should be on the floor and how to defend in space um, and how to truly be a rim protector, he's still kind of finding his way. I mean, teams right now are finding ways to score with him on the court when some of those scores, the Warriors were thinking, won't be there for them in a couple of months. But right now they are. He's getting back into the NBA. I think the next game will be his 44th NBA game. <laughs> so, yeah. Of his whole career, you know. And and so I think you, you don't, you, it's way too early. I see some fans, I know they got to reduce Wiseman's minutes. No, you, you got to, this is where you find out, this is where you see him learn lessons. And uh, if he's making the same mistake a month from now, okay. But you want to see him um improve over time this is what development's all about he is still very much in the developmental stage so yeah. uh there will be times when he looks good there'll be times when he doesn't look good and for the for the warriors for the most part the times he doesn't look good are usually on defense yeah you know what we identified james wiseman as our our breakout player of the season the guy that we would predict to really make those leaps and bounds we talked about how efficient he's been on offense but yeah maybe he needs a little bit of a lens on him for defense and that will come for a young player but i think about okay against the lakers it was ad against the nuggets it was the reigning mvp nikola Jokic. against the suns it was deandre ayton so the collection of guys that he's faced at center has been pretty challenging and then of course teams are going to want to pick on him right get him in get him in isolation go one-on-one -on -one yeah. with it with a young guard and maybe that's just not going to be james wiseman's moment yet all right i'm glad you mentioned wiseman i want to talk about clay thompson who had the first ejection of his career against the suns we saw him when he was jawing with devin booker devin booker said clay let him know i have four rings i have four rings repeating it over and over yeah. but i think book's response in that moment well was well in this game you're one for eight and oh for five you know two points clay so clay thompson dealing with a little bit of frustration for how he started the season even against the kings you can rewind he was three of ten two of seven only eight points i think his frustration comes from wanting to be clay thompson instantly at the start of the season and i understand why because we saw how he played 
in uh, the championship last season. I mean, he was playing more than 40 minutes a game. So to have to ease into this season to be patient, I think he hates that word patience. He said he could teach a college class class on patience, but it's just not there for him yet. His shot isn't there. How do you think Clay will 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 deal with this or or come out of this? Uh, hopefully in the month of November. Um, I think he'll be better off for what he, the explosion that he had in Phoenix. Um, it's been building. You know, you've seen signs of frustration already. You know, I mean. You know, he's going after Ronnie 2K, the guy who, <laughs> who gives scores for NBA 2K, and he's calling him out, you know. Uh, he's calling out a media member for saying that he might retire in, in 2024. I mean, and, and so he's bothered by little things that normally he shouldn't be bothered by. Yeah, I just, I don't think he, he wasn't bothered by. I don't think he wants to feel diminished or or, yeah. or a lack of respect. Yeah, yeah. unrespected. And so he wants to show people he can still be Clay, and the problem with that is he's not able to do it right now. His shot is not good. He's not shooting it well. Uh, he's shooting around 33%. He's shooting three-pointers in, in the 20 percentile. So he, it's just not where he wants to be. So you add the fact that the, the, the uh, minutes restriction is there. His shot is not there. And he's 32 years old. He knows that uh, he had a summer off in terms of rehab. And, and he's thinking, okay, you know, and Steph touched on this uh, after the Suns game. He's thinking, you know, he's ready to elevate now, get back to who I was. Mm -hmm. And it's not happening fast enough for him. And so I think if you're Clay, yeah, you're going to be bothered by the fact that you're not playing at your level. And, you know, and Devin Booker's a guy who right now is playing better than Clay. <laughs> you know, he's a better player right now. Mm -hmm. and, and if you're Clay, you know, that's going to tug at you a little bit. You know, this kid's coming in the league. You saw him coming to the league and you know, 20 years old, whatever he was. And now, you know, he's a, he's an all-star like Clay has been five times. And he's also going after Clay and talking a little mess. And Clay is like, hey, youngster, you know, what are you doing? You know, four, four rings. You know. So yeah. <laughs> and, and so these, I think it's all something that that has built. I think, I believe that, that the explosion last night, and by the way, he apologized to Ronnie 2K for going off on him. You know, and said that it was it was cyberbullying. He shouldn't have done it. You know, he, I think Clay got it off his chest last night, mm. and I think that next time they play, when they play the Heat Thursday night, or whether it's on the road trip, which I definitely think will happen on the road trip. I think if it doesn't happen Thursday night on the road trip, Clay will have a game. He will have a game, <laughs> and I think once he feels that that rhythm, I think he'll be fine. And I think some of these little things that have been bothering him are just kind of fade away and he'll be Clay again. Okay, Clay was ejected. It was just talk as far as we saw. Maybe he said some magic words. Maybe he spoke too much. There's no pushing, no shoving. Was there any part of you that smiled a little bit when Clay got his first career ejection? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I won't say smile, but I was like, okay, I get it, you know? Um, and that's why I said, I think Clay had reached a point where he said, no, I'm gonna get it out. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just going to do this because I'm not going to put up with this. And you saw, even after they warned him, you saw teammates trying to pull him away. You know, Clay was not done yet. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't until he, you know, tried to go at it a third or fourth time that Ed Malloy finally said, okay, you out of here, yeah. get out of yeah. here. Yeah. And so I think in Clay's instance, uh, he's looking at this and I, he's had time to think about it. And I think it will, it will not sit well with him, but I think at the same time, I think it'll put him in a better headspace. I think he'll be more 
uh, psychologically prepared to deal with what little failure he might have coming in the future. Uh, if he has another one for eight start in a game, I think it'll bother him, but not nearly to that degree. So, um, but yeah, I think he's, I think it's going to be a matter of games, one, two or three games where Clay plays well enough to where he starts to kind of feel comfortable again about contributing to his team. Because right now he feels like a lead weight, like they're dragging him, you know, Steph's playing well, uh, Wiggins playing well, you know, and I think he feels like, okay, what about me? I'm not getting, doing my part. And over the years, Clay has done his part and been some. Mm -hmm. So give him a game and it's going to come and he'll be fine. That's what made me smile. A new career first for Clay Thompson, but it was an ejection and maybe a little bit unexpected, but to see Clay so forcefully with this chest talk his yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay, Clay, nobody's going to push was, you around. Yeah, he was, he was ticked off. Yes, 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 yes. It's raining cash at Grayton Resort and Casino. Play to enter the Cascade of Cash giveaway on October 21st, where you could win up to $25,000. Plus, more ways to win than anywhere else. Tuesdays, turn points into slot play. Multiplier Wednesdays, get up to seven times the points. Thursdays, win up to $15,000 in the wild winning slot tournaments. Learn more at GreatonResortCasino.com. Complete rules available at the Reward Center. All right. Um, so after that Suns game, I put out a tweet to say, like, fans, we're only four games in, but let me know how you're feeling. Okay. Warriors are two and two. Their wins came against the winless Lakers, the winless Suns, as we're recording this. Everybody was pretty chill. Everybody was, I, I, I was surprised and thankful, Dub Nation, at how, how sensible you guys were. You know, of course, you guys are identifying the defense, the number one problem, but the team will work it out. Uh, you feel like the chemistry issues might be chemistry as far as new guys, young guys, people finding their place on this roster. But there were some people I noticed who were thinking, given Clay's struggles, I heard from fans who said, bench Clay, either start Poole or Kuminga. We can talk about this. If this is a thought that fans are having, why not talk about it? In my opinion, this would be the worst time to bench Clay as he's trying to work through uh, this frustration, as he's trying to get that confidence in his shots. I don't think you yank somebody, especially Clay, who's earned it with this team, the moment that they're down, especially given that it's game four, especially that we've seen this pattern from Clay. Maybe he takes a little bit longer at the start of a season to get cooking. Um, but I do understand if fans are identifying a weak spot right now with the way that Clay is shooting. Um, but benching him for Poole or for Kaminga, that doesn't add up to me, Monty. <laughs> well, it, it doesn't add up at all. And it certainly doesn't add up for JK. Kaminga's not playing very well at all right now, you know. And, and even last year, Kaminga's, some of his best moments were in what I would call garbage time. You know, yes. points of the game that didn't matter a lot. There wasn't a lot at stake. Uh, he just played free. I think JK will be, would be better. Yeah. I think he'd be better served if he spends more minutes with the starters. I think that would help him out a lot. Uh, but in terms of, uh, of, of benching clay for Jordan, I don't think that's the move. I think if you bench clay for Jordan, then who's going to come off the bench and, and run the team. Yeah, you know, Clay is not a, an assist machine. He, no, he's, not he, a play no he's a catch and shoot guy for the most part, you know. Yeah. So, you know, Jordan is a guy who can who can do in some ways some of what Steph does. You know, that is he can handle it, he can pass it, he can shoot it. He can make the offense revolve around him. Clay is not that guy that does that. And so um, you, you have to have that balance between Steph and Jordan. Those guys are going to not play the court 
I'm not going to share the court a lot because they're somewhat alike, whereas Clay is different. And, and I think um, benching Clay for Jordan, then what do you have coming off your bench to, to set the team up? Who's going to be the guy that sort of gets things going? It's, it's not going to be DiVincenzo right now because he's out with a hamstring. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's too much to ask of Moses Moody right now. I mean, maybe at some point, but that's not right for him. No, that's not going to happen. So, no, I think right now you don't bench a guy with Clay Thompson's credentials after four games. No. <laughs> you no. know, four bad games. Oh, Clay, well, we're sorry, man, but you can't play anymore. Yeah. Uh, or we're sorry, man, we're going to, you know, if you're going to bench him, no. to me, at this point, benching Clay after four games would be like, Clay, we want you to play a couple of games in the G League. I you know, it, yeah, it would be, it would be an overreaction up. of epic proportions, I think. Yes, yes. I think that would absolutely crater Clay. I think it would make some of the veterans on the team mad. No oh, one yeah. is no one is seriously like, talking about benching Clay. No, I, uh, no, it's not going to happen. Now, another thing I, I've kind of found a pattern in these podcasts, we tend to talk about Jonathan Kaminga, who is the 11th or 12th man in the rotation. And I think a lot of fans and in, in, in us, we can see his potential as a player. He feels kind of stuck right now or lost right now. Um, he came into that Suns game at the end of the third quarter. The wheels had come off in the game. They just needed to put somebody fresh and new in there. And then you can play that fourth quarter where the Suns had the giant lead. You know, those moments where maybe you can play free. It doesn't really matter because unfortunately at that point, the game was over. What do the Warriors do with Jonathan Kaminga, because he seems like he's in a place where if you want him to develop, you need him to play. He can't play right now because he's not quite ready in games that Warriors are trying to win. So is there a simple solution? Does he go down to the to the G League sometime next month, which might have been a little bit sooner than I predicted, but if you want a guy to play, to stay fresh, to keep the legs and lungs ready, is that the best solution? Well, I mean, it's going to be something that they're considering if, if this continues. Again, it's only been four games, so you don't make rash judgment after four games. No, no, no. But if this continues six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 games, you got to think about it. The problem is that Jonathan does not at all see himself as a G League player. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't, if he just, if they do that and he sulks, it's a bad look for him. And, and so I think, to do, if they reach a point where they decide to do that, we will then see how much of a professional he has become in, you know, 15 months as an NBA player. Um, and so I don't, I think it's very possible because he's not getting minutes right now and the minutes he gets aren't usually are not good. Um, but then he hasn't run out of chances just yet. No. And I think there will be more opportunities for him to show what he can do. But the thing about JK that fans really, sort of latch onto is the fact that he is so, such an amazing athlete. Mm -hmm. You know, he's quick, he's fast, he runs, he jumps, but he's still learning how to play team basketball. You know, there are so many times when you see JK come out there and almost every time he gets a, a sort of a stint in a game, there's, a, there's a, at least a possession where he decides to go one-on-one, -on -one, you know? And, you know, that's not the way the Warriors play. And it, unless you're Steph, <laughs> you know, and you're Jonathan Kaminga and you're trying to make your way in the league and you're out there trying to beat somebody one-on-one. -on -one, and sadly, most of the time it ends up being a charge or an offensive foul. You know, he runs over somebody. Um, so it's a rough time for him. He'll have opportunities to get better. 
but he has to be able to exploit those opportunities and actually show he is getting better. Mm -hmm. And right now, there's just not a lot there. And so um, I know he wants to be great. I don't know how, how much he is absorbing, how much he is actually uh, retaining from what he's being coached to do. Uh, because when he goes out there, he still makes some mistakes that he made last year. And everybody's talking about, oh, JK had a great summer. He was in here working and he did this, he did that. But when he gets into the game, you don't see a lot of that. And I think that's what they have to figure out. Okay, is what we saw over the summer progress or was that a tease? Or is he just going through a bad spell to start the season, which all three of those are possible. Mm -hmm. So I think give him, you know, give him 10, 12 games and see where he is and reassess. But I think at some point, if he's not playing, you got to give him minutes. And if not with the with the Warriors in the NBA, send him to the G League C-dubs. Yeah. And, and, and for a player in his position, I try to put myself in, in JK's shoes. Okay. If you're not getting a lot of playing time, when you hear your number called, you're like, okay, I got to show what I can do. I have to earn it. It's JK time, baby. Cause I think he knows what kind of athlete he is. I can understand the instinct of instinct of trying to go one-on-one -on -one or be flashy, yeah. but it just, it's just not working right now. If no. Warriors, you know, I, I've heard some, I've heard coaches say, what we want from you right now is defense rebound. With your physical gifts, you could rebound. You yeah. don't always have to think about yamming the basketball every time it's in your hands. So maybe like more of an, uh, an awareness of what's going on the floor around him and awareness of the other ways that he can show he's a very good athlete. Yeah, I go back a few years and, and, and the Denver Nuggets had a guy who couldn't shoot and he was in their starting lineup. But he, made, he did things that kept him on the court. His name was Kenneth Fareed. And Fareed was a ferocious rebounder, a really good athlete, almost at JK's level, but not quite. JK's a little better athlete. But Fareed was relentless on the glass. I mean, he was six, seven or so, but he'd get 12, 14 rebounds just on effort. And I think the Warriors want to see that kind of effort placed on that kind of on that kind of uh, part of the game, on rebounding and defense. And they're not seeing it. I mean, defensively, he's sometimes there, sometimes not. Rebounding. He's rarely there. And so I think if, if somebody said, hey, JK, if you go out there and get me 10 rebounds tonight, you'll be in the game. You'll play 22 minutes. You'll play yeah. 25 minutes. There was you know, a point and, last season where it might have been DeMarco challenged him to do that. I think Kaminga, I, I wish I had this in front of me. I think he had a game where he had at least eight or nine rebounds. It was like, yes, that's what we want you to do. Positive right. reinforcement. You got right. this. We know this is what you're capable of. Yeah, don't worry about going out there trying, trying to beat somebody off the dribble. Don't, don't, no, don't do that. That may come to you in a year or two or five. Sure. But right now, we want you to go out there and rebound and defend. That's what will get you on the floor. Yep. And until you do that, your minutes will be scant. I mean, there just won't be a lot of them. Yeah. All right. We've talked about Draymond. We talked about the defense. We talked about Clay. We touched on Wiseman. Talked about Kaminga. Anything else on your mind, Monty? Uh, Wiseman. I, you know, we, we did talk about Wiseman. I think a couple of things. One, um, the defense is going to be back to the defense. The defense is going to be a work in progress, I think. And I don't think it's a matter of Mike Brown being not being there. Um, two, I think that the offense, when Draymond says the offense is decent, I think that can be said of Steph. I think that can be said of, of Kaminga. I don't know I mean, it could be said of Wiggins. Uh, and, and after that, though, it really, you know, it really hasn't been what they wanted to be yet. Um, so, but again, it's only four games. I, you don't jump to conclusions when you're less than 
into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, give them time, see where it goes. I think one of the issues is that the rotations are all over the place right now. And part of that is because of the, the minutes restrictions on clay, less so on Draymond, but that, that's also an issue. Now without Dante, you know, the, Moses Moody, I think, has, is earned, he earned some minutes against the Suns. He played you know? 25 minutes. He, yeah. he showed up. He had three yeah. blocks. Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe Moses Moody going out there and getting 25 minutes and being a factor, I think that might touch JK. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, because they came in together. If he sees Moses Moody out there getting minutes because he's doing what he's doing, JK can say to himself, okay, if I do that, I get more minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're asking you to do that. And you go out there and try to go one-on-one. Uh, and Moody went one-on-one once last night and it didn't go well, but JK does it on a, it's a pattern almost. There's going to be a point in a game where he comes in and he decides, okay, it's my time now. And that is not what the Warriors want him. They don't want to yank him immediately, but when he does that, you can almost feel the coaching staff going, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, that's the other issue. Now, the other thing, Jordan Poole, we worried about him after two games. Not worried about him, but he said, okay, he's going to show up. He is showing up now on offense. Jordan's defense is still pretty bad. It's <laughs> still pretty bad. And I think, the you know, yeah, you can tell Jordan, hey, the way to get more minutes is by playing good defense. But right now they need his offense so bad he's going to get minutes anyway. Mm-hmm. So there isn't a whole lot of incentive because he's going to get 30 minutes or thereabouts, especially with Clay playing the way Clay is playing right now. So ideally the Warriors will have a three-guard rotation with Clay, Jordan, and Steph getting, you know, if you're looking at 96 to 100 minutes, you, those guys are going to get 90% of that. And there may be 10 minutes left over for, Mo- for Moody or DiVincenzo uh, and so in, in games where there's a blowout one way or the other, then yeah, the other guys can get more minutes. But Jordan is looking like Jordan on offense. The defense is still a work in progress. And I think that hurts the team too. The second unit defensive uh, numbers are not good at all. Uh, and who's the lockdown guy on second unit defense? They don't have one, yeah. you know? All right, thank you, Monty. The Warriors have the heat next, and then they go on the road for five games. On the road, it's been kind of blowing my mind that since the Warriors got home from Tokyo, they had more than 20 straight days at home. Had the quick trip to, to Phoenix, but yeah, now the now the real road trips are coming with, uh, with some of the lengthy ones. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Dubs Talk. Monty and I will be back soon. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.